your money today, Caroline Wright takes a dive into the area there's been a lot of hype over. That's NFTs. The question is, is there any substance beyond that hype? Good morning, Caroline. Good morning. When you hear about NFTs, do headlines about crazy prices being paid for bored apes or Trump trading cards come to mind? Are you suspicious over what you might actually be getting if you choose to invest? And do you know what else NFT technology can be used for beyond digital art? One man who can answer all of these questions is Samson Lee. He's the founder of CoinStreet Partners and also the co-founder of what was initially known as the NFT Association of Hong Kong before being renamed as the Hong Kong Web3 Association. So he's definitely an expert in the field. Thanks for joining me again, Sam. Good morning, Caroline. It's a great <laughs> pleasure to be here. So let's get back to basics. What is an NFT and, and what is the technology behind it? How does it work? That's a very interesting question because it, it seems very simple, but actually it's a very important question, right? So let me just step back a little bit, right? NFT is stands for non-fungible tokens. And we have to understand any tokens is literally meaning a smart contract. A smart contract is just a program language, right? With a series of if and then logic conditioning, just like any other program, right? NFT actually exists for many years already. It have gotten known to the world probably last year because of a lot of the investment opportunities, speculation going on. Um, but down to the basic, it's just one kind of token that is very unique, is all unique by itself. So every smart contract is different. Right. From what we learn from the cryptocurrency, for example, right, every Bitcoin is the same, right? We can interchange with anyone. It's about the just the importance of the value, right? How much a Bitcoin worth, but it's not about which Bitcoin. But for NFT, every NFT is unique. So we can think about what business or use case we can build on top of this unique technology feature. So let's talk first about what has risen to the top as the most obvious use case so far, and that's artworks. So we've heard a lot of, you know, crazy prices, like you say, speculative things happening with people buying crypto punks, bored apes. And then we hear headlines about people simply being able to to copy them. So so what's going on there? And 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 how does it compare, say, to the traditional art world? Because, you know, you or I, we can't buy the Mona Lisa that's hanging in the Louvre, but we can probably buy something that looks quite a bit like it. Yes. Um, NFT, I think from from last year, thank you for the media, you know, it really bring a lot of attention uh, f around the world, but people get to know NFT because of a lot of the speculative and investment opportunity around digital art, right? But NFT, it can, if just for the art area, it can use in two ways, right? First of all, people can create digital art, right? So the NFT itself could equivalent to the product, right? It's a digital art you know, with, with the NFT. But the NFT, it can also just add as an ownership certificate, right? It's like a digital ownership certificate. This is not new, right? Even for our daily life, a lot of the valuable things like your watches, your jewelry, you know, it comes with a certificate, 
right? So this is just a, a digital certificate exists on the blockchain with the transparency people can check. So just right there, you can apply for two types of artwork, right? There could be the new type of digital arts, which is, you know, growing very fast. But we can also apply NFT just as a digital certificate for a lot of the traditional arts, right? And take it further, we can even sometimes fractionalize an art, right? So if it is a digital certificate, represent a very valuable painting, for example, and it can then fractionalize into smaller piece and owned by a smaller amount, right? But of course, like this might trigger depends on country to country, right? In some country, it might trigger some security laws and compliance requirement, but some doesn't. So this needs really a, a deeper understanding and also depends on how the artwork is being fractionalized as well. So that works the same way. We've heard a lot of this where, where you're comparing it to anything that can be tokenized. That, that's the same with, say, buying a property where you might not be able to afford a whole big fancy property but you might be able to buy a share in it and I, and I think when you're talking about uh, more historic artifacts rather than artworks I think a group of people at one point tried to buy a copy of the the US Constitution one of the the originals and, and that's where you know actually it's, it's an interesting facet there that you could buy a piece of something rather than the whole item itself absolutely but then if you think about it, this is not exactly completely new. It's more like an evolution, right? You think about it, cloud funding exists for a long time, right? People can cloud fund for a project and artwork, but now we just do it in a better way, in a more transparent way, in a decentralized way using the blockchain technology. So that's why there's some gray area. There's something originally happening with the cloud funding area, which is not illegal crowdfunding exists for a while of course they have limitation maybe in terms of the, the amount of fundraising they want to do because for example in singapore people can crowdfund up to five million dollars without any approval from the regulator and in uk their equity crowdfunding regulation as well i think they can fundraise up to also a few million dollars right so so there's some existing mechanism exists but of course if we use blockchain especially for nft it could definitely facilitate and make this more convenience let's talk now about some more interesting uses of the technology beyond digital art now something that i came across recently was there was massive demand when taylor swift's tickets went on uh, sale for her tour there were lots of people who were upset because then crazy prices were being asked for by scalpers now there are some people who are using the smart contract aspect of nfts to offer an alternate option to that how would that work and what else are you seeing the technology being used for that you're finding quite interesting this is a very good question because i think a lot of the media when they talk about nft especially in the last year a lot of focus have been put onto the price aspect right people like make money and make a profit and you know certain nft appreciate a lot but for nft as mentioned earlier it stands for a non-fungible token which literally have a smart contract behind they are much deeper aspect nft the way i look at it is at least have three dimensional aspect one aspect it 
because it's unique. Every NFT, you can treat it as a unique ID. So it can then correspond with a unique piece of artwork or even merchandise or a, a documents or IP, right? So that representation is one aspect. And of course, like you can put some commercial value on that representation, right? But on the second aspect, because the NFT is on the blockchain and the blockchain is dynamic and it will have a continuous evolvement. So this record on the NFT, it can change a long time, such as the metadata, right? So there's a time aspect. So an NFT, it can actually, the metadata can be updated, you know, or maybe like trans, one aspect is transaction record, but even if it is store some uh, historical data or the product itself or the, the asset underlying can change and evolve, then it's the time aspect, right? The third aspect, because it is an NFT, it ties in with the wallet. So it ties in with the payment gateway. So it has the transaction aspect there. And because it's a smart contract, we can actually program any condition. So an NFT, for example, it could be a membership NFT, giving certain kind of rights to the, to the members and, you know, limitation. And this limitation and rights can change a long time, such as if you use it a membership, the membership level can advance a long time. I've used it for the use case you mentioned on t tickets, for example. So the issuer can, can actually design the tickets in a way that with limitation of resale or maybe the, the price, people are reselling the tickets, you know, in the regions and things like that. And everything can be um, programmed into the NFT. So I think it's very much all about realising that it's the underlying technology, that smart contract, which is really driving everything and that can be used for a lot of different purposes. Absolutely. Um, it's just that I think uh, we are at a very early stage. I have to say that smartness haven't been fully utilised yet. <laughs> <laughs> so watch out what comes next with that smartness. Thank you very much for joining me again today to explain all of that. That was Samson Lee, the founder of CoinStreet Partners and a co-founder also of the Hong Kong Web3 Association that used to be known as the NFT Association of Hong Kong. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. Thank you very much.